When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. is up everybody hello welcome back to that dan band show here on flow marching super excited to be back another week another gaggle of scores and recaps and internet comments and excitement and fear and all this stuff with dci this is such a crazy part of the season right now i'm coming to you it's monday the first and we're basically done coming uh, up here on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Um, those are the last few days traveling out to Indy, which I'm super excited to be part of. I'm jumping on the road with Crown on Thursday the 4th. Um, so I'm going to be in the thick of it um, with the core and getting to finally see a bunch of shows uh, in person for the first time. But wow, this last weekend was a doozy it was a doozy between friday saturday and sunday we had three of the most important shows of the season um, and those are the shows that i just want to check out today which include murfreesboro which is always a super fun show i marched in that show as a member and i've been lucky to uh teach and do the lot experience there and just get to be a part of it and i just really enjoy that part of the country it's a very music oriented area anyone that knows like matt nashville murfreesboro it's just a really music centric place so those shows always feel really fun and really special um the next one we're going to cover is from saturday that's dci southeastern championship aka atlanta crazy show huge mercedes-benz stadium head-to-head with almost all the cores and just really let you know where things are kind of at and then right after atlanta is nightbeat um, Nightbeat is Winston-Salem. That's one of Crown's home shows. Um, sadly, both Crown and Blue Devils were rained out of Nightbeat. Um, and so that's very sad for Crown. And, you know, I feel bad for all the uh, the members that were local and had their parents come out. They likely, um, well, I hope they got to see them. I know Crown is actually in a bubble right now amongst many drum corps. COVID is very much still a thing. Um, in drum corps, DCI, I mean, we are in our bubbles, but at the same time, the second one person gets COVID or even gets sick, we usually call it the ick. <laughs> the second someone gets sick, everyone's getting it because we live on buses, we live in single gyms, we share locker rooms. So it's a, just a very intimate space. And 
people have been dealing with it. So I've seen so many drum course posts on Instagram that they're closing down their rehearsals and they're no longer having open rehearsals. It's closed down to the bubble. Um, they're enforcing mask mandates. So this is like kind of the first year of DCI that's both full bore, but also dealing with COVID. And I have a feeling that we're going to be dealing with COVID just in general as an activity. And that is the nature of being on the road. Um, and we don't have the resources of, let's say, the NBA who were able to put their athletes in a really successful bubble. Um, I think we're, we're being relatively successful because all the cores are getting down the road, but we are being affected by it. By we, I don't mean crown. I just mean drum core in general. So um, unfortunately, uh, BD and crown are not part of the night beat recap, um, but we are still going to cover that just to get a sense of where things are at. So we're getting down to the last big shows. The next one coming up is on uh, Friday and Saturday in Allentown. I'm super excited for that show. I'm going to be there both nights. And that's probably one of my favorite shows from Jay Bernie, which is the um, Jay Bernie crumb is a stadium. And it's just a really classic drum corps show. It's kind of the cadets home show, but um, they really appreciate drum corps out there in Allentown. It's a very historical town in, in terms of the marching arts. So Allentown is going to be dope. And that, again, we're getting closer and closer to the end. So these scores and these rankings you see, they just they get a little bit more locked in as we get towards the end. There's always room. I've been saying this and, you know, I'm not prophetic. I'm not necessarily making calls here. Um, and I'm certainly not looking to sway the opinion of anyone. But what I will say from just looking at numbers, I'm just giving you my analysis of what I'm seeing shake out um, because these things do reflect larger trends. So um, let's start with Murfreesboro, a.k.a. the Masters of the Summer Music Games. I'm going to call this Murfreesboro for the rest of this episode because that is such a long title. I'm going to just confuse myself. So we are in Murfreesboro. And let's go backwards in terms of the placements, there are eight cores that competed at Murfreesboro. Let's go backwards in eighth place. We have Music City Drum Corps. In seventh place, we have the Blue Knights. In sixth place, we have the Cavaliers. In fifth place, we have the Blue Stars. In fourth place, we have Carolina Crown. In third place, we have the Blue Coats. In second place, we have the Boston Crusaders. And in first place, we have the Blue Devils. So notable is we don't see the cadets. We're not seeing Vanguard. We don't see Phantom. There's quite a few cores that are not at Murfreesboro, but there's still some big contenders that are certainly worth noting. So I'm going to just check out this recap and try to find anything that jumps out as notable. And to be honest, I look across Music City and they are in eighth place across the board, finishing with a 76.4. And then there's four points above them with the blue knights who again are across the board in seventh place not really much to be said there music city got eighth solidly and blue knights got seventh um, blue knights ended with an 82 flat when we go across the cavaliers who ended sixth overall i'm seeing sixth place throughout until we get to brass which they got fifth Music Analysis, 5th. Cavaliers, 5th in Brass. 5th in Music Analysis. 5th in Percussion, but 6th overall. So their music is a placement higher than their visual or their effect. 
I, again, this is the same story that we saw with the previous show. This is a little bit unusual for them because Cavaliers are generally known as a heavily visual core. When I marched there, we spent a lot of time in visual blocks. I think in spring training, we two of our three blocks were, were visually oriented. So um, it is a little bit unusual, but again, they, they have a new visual team. A bunch of the guys I used to teach with at Crown are now Cavaliers in terms of their visual caption. They're sort of finding themselves, and not to be forgotten, is the Cavaliers dealt with COVID for much of their early season. Uh, and we're seeing that reflect in where they're at now. But that being said, from the Blue Knights to Cavaliers, we have a four-point jump. It's really 3.9, but I'm not going to try to, like, silly myself and do math to the 10th or the 100th. I'm going to just give you a sort of an average, and y'all can see the numbers on the screen. But there is a massive jump between Blue Knights and Cavaliers. So that is certainly notable. And then between the Cavaliers, you got sixth, and the uh, Blue Stars, you got fifth. There's one full point. So that's a somewhat substantial gap, but again, not too much. I could see the Cavaliers jumping the Blue Stars at the end, and that would definitely be, <laughs> I think it would be supported by the drum corps community because the Cavaliers are definitely a darling core of DCI, and no one really likes to see them kind of be beat, beaten up just in the circumstances. Uh, it's not necessarily anything they did wrong or chose to do wrong. Uh, it's more that they are dealing with these circumstances, and you can see that. When you look across the Blue Stars, it's just the inverse of the Cavaliers, where they are fifth across the board between their visual and their effect captions, and then they're sixth across the board in their music captions. So that's kind of the story there, is the Cavaliers are musically better than the Blue Stars, whereas the Blue Stars are visually and effect-wise better than the Cavaliers. So that's a very clear picture being told. We look at... The next score between Blue Stars and Crown. Crown is in fourth overall. This is the first time we've seen Crown sitting in fourth. There is over four points between Blue Stars and Crown. So that is such a major space. The Cadets and Vanguard can fit right in that space. And there's certainly wiggle room for others too. And Crown, the recap is very interesting. When I look, let's see, the final score is 91.425. So we're sitting in box five with the rest of the top four at Murfreesboro. Let's look across Crown's recap. We have fourth in effect one, third in effect two, fourth in vision proficiency, second in vision analysis, second in guard, fourth in brass, Fourth in brass. Wow. First in MA and fourth in percussion. So this is where I get a little bit confused with how the scores work. Now, I understand on the ground, Jeff Osdemore, he's judging nuts and bolts. He's down there. He's assessing it on the ground level. It's a little bit more granular. So the percussion score versus the MA score, I could see a, a difference. But to get fourth in brass and first in music analysis is very odd. Now, I know for Crown, this wasn't our best show. We are dealing with a lot of holes because of COVID. So I'm not surprised that it maybe didn't come across as strong with brass um, with percussion i believe we have two quads out a bass drum out like it's just the reality we're dealing with it's not an excuse i just would ask like first in ma and then fourth in the other two music captions is a little bit weird to me 
and we always win MA. That's just Crown's caption is Brass MA. We we own that for the last however many years that I can remember. So it's notable. We win MA with Wayne Dillon, but we get fourth from Hoskins and fourth from Osdemore in Brass and Percussion, putting us in fourth overall. So there's plenty of sub and caption captions that are in the top three, but there was enough that were down that we're sitting in fourth. And many of these are going back and forth with both blue coats and Boston, not as much. So we'll get there when I jump up to Boston, but let's deal with blue coats between crown and blue coats. There's only three tenths. So that's any night that could flip um, blue coats had a better run. Uh, so we're, we're only down three tenths between crown and blue coats. Blue coats are in third for blue. Their effect captions are basically flipped to ours. Effect one's third. Effect two is fourth. They got third in vision proficiency, fourth in vision analysis. So Crown beat them by two placements in vision analysis, but we're down in a proficiency. And blue is fourth in color guard, whereas Crown was second. So you can already see there's a lot of flip flopping back and forth between blue coats and Crown in some of these subcaptions, specifically in the visual subcaptions. Then we get into music. Blue coats are third in brass. Third in music analysis, but one drums. So Jeff Osmore has blue coach first in drums in Murfreesboro. That's over Devs, over Boston, over Crown. So that's a little bit of a new story. But what I can tell you about Jeff Osmore is he's judging the show of the night. I'm seeing people write online. This is rigged, blah, blah, blah. Look at Jeff Osmore's, and I'm always going to be percussion oriented. Always. Because I, this is what I know the best. This is the world that I live in. I'm I'm gonna give everything. It's it's due diligence, but I just I understand this caption because this is the caption that I live in. Jeff Osdemore, Mike Leisky, they are making calls on what they are experiencing. They're not just putting these groups in the order they expect them to be in. They're making real calls. It's not easy to put Boston down to Blue Coats when they've been up, or put Blue Devils down to blue coats when they this is just the nature of it but what i will say is kudos to jeff osdemore he's making a difficult call and he's putting the blue coats in first with an 18-8 and that lands the blue coats 91.725 again three tenths above crown that could flip that could flip with a better run in percussion and a better run in brass it will flip it will flip. So, um, again, this is Murfreesboro. This was the 29th. So we have newer scores than this, and we will see how the narrative unfolds. In second place in Murfreesboro is Boston with a 92.35, only five-tenths-ish between Bluecoats and Boston. Let's go across the subcaptions, check out what's going on with Boston. What's the story? When you look at these subcaptions, when I'm talking about these, I'm trying to – translate these numbers into the story that the judges are telling. When I talk about the Cavaliers being weaker in effect and vision, strong in music, I'm not giving my opinion. I'm telling you, when you look consistently across subcaptions, this is what is being assessed. This is the analysis that we're getting. So Boston, second GE1, second in GE2. Second in vision proficiency, third in vision analysis, right? Crown got second in vision analysis, Boston got third. First in color guard, Boston's guard, I do not believe has lost a show. So they are doing their thing. They are absolutely doing their thing, and they won this show as well. We look over at brass, we got second in brass, fourth in MA, 
third in percussion with an 18-3, 19-2.35. So Boston is generally holding that top three. Their weakest caption was music analysis. Again, interestingly, is that their brass and percussion placements are higher uh, and the scores are higher, but they were fourth in MA. So to be fair to these are opinions. The judges come to this with an opinion, subjective opinion, and there's no way to like factually judge a music analysis. It's just not how it works. So it's, you know, this is just how it shakes out. That was Wayne Dillon's sort of opinion on it. But Boston's lowest caption was music analysis, and their highest caption from a placement standpoint is guard. So let's go up. Blue Devils. Between Boston and second and Blue Devils, Boston's a 19.35 and BD's a 93.55. That's 1.2, I believe. 1.2. So not a huge gap. Definitely something that Boston could could wedge smaller. But 1.2 between the top two with not many cores to put between. There's something to be said about what the Blue Devils are doing. And it starts right here. Effect one, first place. Effect two, first place. 18.9 and 18.7. That is pretty dang high. Vis proficiency, 18.9, first place. Music, uh, visual analysis, 18.9, first place. Color guard, Third, 18-4. So we're, we're no, noticing the weakness with devs would be the guard. They're second in content and fourth in achievement. So their book is a little bit too hard for the performers, and the book is outperforming the performers. That's how I read that. That being said, Brass, first place on the 18-9. Music analysis, second place. So Crown beat them by a tenth with 18-2. And then Percussion, 18-6, second place for first place overall. They are absolutely dominating GE and Viz. Guard, not so much. And that's been a little bit of the story with Blue Devils. Their guard doesn't always hang with the rest of the core. They've been in fourth place when the core wins. I think maybe in 2019, they were somewhere around fourth or fifth place in guard. Um, I might have to fact check that. So don't get mad if I'm wrong, but... Their guard is not necessarily the thing that holds the core up, but check out what they're doing. GE, they are sweeping GE, and they're almost sweeping Viz. Proficiency and analysis, certainly. And they won Brass. So I'm really interested. I've not seen the Blue Devils show yet, and I've not seen them live. Is Blue Devils Brass the thing? Are they kicking ass? I don't know. I've not seen, but... Crown with an 18.45 in fourth, BD with an 18.9. It's not a huge gap, but for Blue Devils to be winning brass, especially over Boston and Crown, they might be having a really solid year. So a lot to digest there, but my takeaway is devs are just housing the design side of things, and the performers are certainly not dropping the ball at all. They are holding up their end. And there's no surprise with that because they have very, very advanced performers. So that's the story of Murfreesboro. Certainly interesting, a lot to be taken away. And let's try to keep this in mind. I'm going to keep this recap up on a separate tab. We're going to jump to uh, DCI Southeastern. That is Atlanta. And we're going to maybe toggle between the two. And hopefully I can remember some of the narrative here. Now, admittedly, to save us all from our brains melting, I want to focus on the top five. 
you know, I, I have no issue with cores outside of the top five. This is mostly just to be efficient and make sense of what's happening at that highest competitive level. Because when I look across the rest of the captions, you know, Cavaliers sixth in percussion, but seventh overall, somewhat notable. But things don't get really wacky until we get into fifth place. So let's talk about the overall numbers, and then I will go into the recap. So in fifth place, we have SCV with a 9095. They've cracked box five. Then we have Bluecoats with a 92.225, less than two points above them. In third place, we have Crown back above Bluecoats with a 93.05. That is less than a full point. Then above Crown, we have Boston in second with a 93.875, less than a point. And then we have Blue Doubles in first with a 94.050, less than a point. <laughs> so it's so tight between the top four. Um, Vanguard is, they're separated on an island in fifth. I really wonder what the cadets are doing. They're not, they weren't at Murfreesboro. They weren't at Atlanta. Maybe they're hunkering down. They could be dealing with COVID. I don't exactly know, but there is room below and above Vanguard for them to stay in fifth, maybe move to sixth, but I don't see them jumping into the top four conversation. It just doesn't seem like that has been on the table at all this whole season. So let's go down to these subcaptions and make sense of how things shake out because there's some really interesting subcaption work happening here. Let's look at Vanguard, GE1, and there's a double panel for GE, so I'm going to do my best to like not talk gibberish. GE1, part one, Vanguard got second, fourth, third overall in GE1. In GE1, part two, they got fifth, fifth, fifth. Extremely different reads between Chumley and Rickard. Then we have Chris Heston who has him in fifth in GE2. And we have G. Miller, who has him in fifth. So we have them three-quarters of the uh, – in rather, the GE captions are in fifth. One of them has them in third, beating Bluecoats and Crown. So that is definitely – again, GE is such an opinion-based caption. But Vanguard, 75% of the sub-captions are fifth place. That's tough. That's so tough to overcome because GE is like the umbrella thing. It's like the show, right? So let's move on to Viz Proficiency. Vanguard, Viz Proficiency, fifth place. Viz Analysis, fifth place. Color Guard, fifth place. What more can be said? Kind of fifth across the board with Viz. This is super unusual. Like I said, Vanguard had an overturning of their visual caption on the first day of spring training, I mean, they brought someone in to replace their visual caption head and entire caption off the rip this season. So the fact that Vanguard's suffering visually is not a good sign. This is like one of their mainstays as a core because they're the old Cavaliers team. Andy Toth, Michael Gaines, Scott Coder, Michael Rosales, heavy hitters. To see them in fifth, it's really helping explain that overall number. Let's jump over to music. Fourth in brass, fifth in analysis. Did I say color guard, by the way? They got fifth in guard. My apologies. Music, fourth in brass, fifth in music analysis, third in percussion. 
in percussion, first in content, fourth in achievement, third overall. Wow, Paul cannot be happy about that. Now, that being said, they're .05 down from second, and they're a tenth down from first. So Mike Leitsky, shout out, he has them as tight as can be, the, the top three of percussion and really the top five, six, no, five percussion are all in that 18 area. So it's very tight in the top five percussion. Mike knows what he's doing. He's well-prepared. And I love, I texted him. He didn't reply because he's probably not allowed to. But to have a, a Vanguard first place in comp and fourth place in achievement is using the subcaptions correctly because it's telling them you have the best book and you're achieving that book the fourth best, putting you in third. In percussion, that is. So I believe that's how the subcaptions should be utilized. I hear a lot of judges and a lot of people say it's a dotted line with the subcaptions. And once the you know achievement goes up, the content goes up. I, I don't buy it. I think this is the right way to do it. And we see Vanguard shaking out with so many fifth place subcaptions. They end up in fifth with a 90.950. Now we look at that next core. Blue coats. There's a substantial jump. Substantial jump. Let's look at blue. Their recap. GE1, fifth. GE1, third. GE2, second. GE2, fourth. Not super surprised because their show is super experimental. If you're not into late 60s, 70s, electric Kool-Aid acid test sort of tight, it's just a very specific vibe. If you're not into that, I could see where fifth comes from or where fourth comes from. I would be more in that third or second area. But again, this is just like really, really opinion-based when it comes to that effect captions. It's, it's less nuts and bolts. It's less just like cleanliness or not. I think cleanliness does affect these captions, the general effect captions, but it makes sense to me why Blue is seeing these major inconsistencies in their GE captions because of the type of show they're doing. So let's jump into their Viz captions. This is surprising. Fourth in Viz proficiency. Fourth in Viz analysis. Third in Color Guard. So this is a place they're usually pretty strong, but I think with the experimentation of their staging, with the integration of their choreo, comes the challenges of executing it. So you do see uh, Blair Coon has them higher in their comp box and their achievement box. They're, they're outperforming their book. So actually, I lied. I was wrong. That actually means they are achieving the book higher, according to uh, Blair Coon, than the, than the actual substance. And this could be because they don't have a lot of nuts and bolts marching. It's more about staging. It's more about choreo. So again, maybe Blair just has a taste for a more drill-oriented type of drum core, like a Boston, like a crown. But Blue ends up fourth place in that visual caption overall. Let's move over into their music side. Fifth place in brass. Fourth place in MA. Marty Griffin has them fourth in content and second in achievement. So again, they're outperforming the content. Definitely notable. Then they have fourth in uh, percussion. They got fourth overall. Remember, they won last night, by the way. Osmore had them up. Mike Leisky now has them in fourth with a fourth place in content and a third place in achievement, putting them in fourth overall in perk with an 18-5. Again, that story tells you 
that they're overachieving or they are highly achieving the book and the book is a place underneath, which is just notable and it's worth mentioning. So Blue Coats ends in fourth at Atlanta with a 92.225. Right above them is Crown. That flipped from the previous night, right? When we were at Murphy's Row, Crown was in fourth, Blue Coats were in third. We got a flip now. And it could happen again because it's less than a point. And that's what these spreads mean. And for people who don't really understand it, like go read the sheets. They're available online. The value of a 10th or the value of a spread is very um, specific and it's very purposeful. So it could flip. And you'll see when we start jumping into this crown recap, how things start to go kind of crazy with the subcaptions. GE1, fourth. GE1, fourth. GE2, first. GE2, third putting us in third overall for crown again this is such a taste oriented caption just like blue coats they have a five three two four now crown has a four four one third and you go how are you watching the same show if one g judge has you in first and the other has you in fourth that's the beauty of the judging this is what they're supposed to do is you're not supposed to just fall in line and be like oh well Heston put them in first, so Rickert should have them in first. Chumley should – no. They should be making calls based on their instinct, and those instincts come from different backgrounds and different belief systems. So that shakes out for Crown third in effect. I will take that. I will absolutely take that, and, and Heston having us in first is absolutely fantastic. Vish proficiency. Kevin Morrison has to be happy about this. Shout out, Kevin. Third in vision proficiency, third in vision analysis, second in color guard. Shout out Tyler Edrington as well. He's our second year color guard caption head. He's a beast with his team. They're all super solid. But the guard, for example, fourth in content, second in achievement, second overall. So the book is too easy and we're overperforming it. That is what they're saying. It's not what I'm saying. It's what they are saying. But to end second, regardless, shows that the achievement is there. Because we are 0.05 from Boston, who won color guard, and we're two tenths above Devs, who got fourth in color guard, and we are 0.05 above Blue. So that is tight between the top three color guards. But in general, Crown ends third place in the visual caption, which is nothing to be upset about. Let's move into brass. Remember the night before that I was just talking about Murfreesboro? Now let's look. At the Atlanta music subcaptions for Crown, first place in brass. Matt Harloff has to be happy about that. First place in MA, third in content, first in achievement, first overall. Okay, so they're saying we are outperforming our music content. Interesting take by Marty. But at least there's integrity between the subcaptions. He's not just going one, 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 three, three, three. You get that all the time where judges don't know how to parse that left box, the content, what we are doing versus how we are doing it, how we're executing it. I will take these type of subcaption spreads all day because it tells me that they're working and they're making calls. Now, Mike Leitsky has Crown's Percussion fifth with an 18.25, a 9.2 fifth place in content, sixth with a 9.050, sixth place in achievement, fifth overall. So fifth in content, he likes it. It's okay, right? He's not losing his mind over it. Six in achievement, we had a bad run. That puts us in second overall. So that percussion score single-handedly 
tanked a music score, putting us in second. So again, I will tell you, I am on the Crown Percussion staff, so there's no tea to be sipped or whatever. This is the group I work with. I am telling you, there's a lot of uh, people sitting out with COVID. We've had two marimbas. We've been missing bass drummers. We've had three quads in. So this doesn't overly concern me. Now that left box, fifth place in content, if that's how Mike feels, that's how he feels. Um, again, it's a flavor thing. It's a style thing. It's it's subjective. But that leaves Crown in third place with a 93.050. So we are back in that top three situation, at least as of Saturday night. Now, above Crown overall, we have Boston with a 93.875, less than a point. Again, that's a very, very tight spread. So let's jump into the subcaptions. Boston, GE1, part one, second place. GE1, part two, second place. GE2, part one, fourth place. GE2, part two, first place. This is the story we're seeing almost across the board with the GE judges. Second, second, fourth, first. So there's such a variety across the GE judges about what they like and what works for them. And that's cool. And that puts Boston in second place in GE by four tenths over crown. It's nothing extreme. It's nothing that crown can't overcome, but the call was made and that's how it shakes out. They didn't conspire to put Boston in that place. And there's only less than four tenths between Boston and devs. The top one, two, three, four, they're all within nine tenths. So these types of things, it could flip. It could definitely flip, but I'm telling you right now, between Boston and Devs, those GE numbers, it's very flexible, and it could change any night. Now let's jump into Viz Proficiency. We've got second in Viz Proficiency, second in Viz Analysis, and first in Guard, putting them first in Visual. So Boston, from the Viz standpoint, is having a great year. They got this show out. They're cleaning it. They're executing it. They are across the board just doing well from the visual side. We move into music, second in brass, third in MA, and first in percussion. First in percussion, shout out, Colin McNutt, Alex Beltran, Ian Moyer, all, all y'all. Killing it. Love to see that. But Mike Leitsky is capable of using the subcaptions the way that makes sense. He has them third place in content, first place in achievement, and first overall. Let's remember back to the React video I did for Boston's book where I was like, uh, it kind of seems like what Colin's been doing. It's like a little bit more roided out, but it's, it's kind of the flavor. It kind of is. But they are performing it at such a high level that they're beating Vanguard's book, which is ranking higher. This is fine. You can win percussion without winning the content box. And I actually welcome that. So that's Mike really, really parsing tenths. And you'll see Vanguard got a 9-4 in content, whereas Boston got a 9-3. Blue Devils got a 9.35. And then we got Blue Coats 9-2-5 and Crown 9-2. So between... Vanguard in first and Crown in fifth. There's two tenths separating the content box. That is so tight. He's literally going in to the hundredths trying to parse these. It's a tough job. I would not 
want that job. But I think Mike is doing such a great job. And honestly, looking across a lot of these captions, especially in the top five, it's a little bit less authentic once you get down to that like 13, 12, 11. It's a little bit more just strictly ranked across. But I really appreciate the subcaption integrity of all the judges. But Mike Leitsky, I think, uh, I think he's the best judge in DCI. I'm gonna I'm gonna call a spade a spade. He put my group in fifth in percussion, and I think he's the best percussion judge in DCI. Did I say best judge? I'm not gonna say that, but I think he is the best percussion judge because he is looking at these subcaptions and he's really making some hard decisions and he's probably getting some really shitty phone calls. And I respect his bravery. So this is not a biased thing. I think Mike is absolutely the most prepared, and he is judging the most authentically. So that's not to call out other judges, but I think he's setting the standard for subcaption integrity. So that all being said, Boston ends in second place at Atlanta with a 93.875. Less than a point above them in first is Devs, 94.0. Five zero. Let's check out Blue Devils numbers and see if it sort of jives with what we saw at the previous night in Murfreesboro. GE1 part one first. GE1 part two first. GE2 part one third. Chris Heston fourth in repertoire, first in performance, third overall. That means that they are outperforming their book by three placements. And by book, I mean design. So he's looking probably at some of the lack of simultaneous challenges that blue devils tend to do where they're really smart about the secondary people generating a lot of the visual motion and ideas whereas the the primary idea is a little bit more static and staged in a really smart way but there's not a lot of multiple responsibilities going on in the way that i'd say like crown is doing um or even blue coats when you look across heston so four one three from heston and then ge2 part two second place first in repertoire second in performance it's flipped from Heston. So again, it's there's not much sense to be made of these G captions other than these are just calls being made and you kind of just need to go, this is what the person likes, this is what the person doesn't like, and it's fine. It's not like right or wrong. Let's go to visual. Visual proficiency, first place. Visual analysis, first place. Color guard, fourth. What did I say? Second in content, fourth in achievement. Their book is too hard. They can't achieve the book. This is what... We looked at in Murfreesboro and the same story is being told. And let me just go back to the judge from the previous night. It's a different judge. So they're seeing the same thing. Is it possible they had a conversation? Yes. But Blue Devils Guard, they do crazy stuff, but they aren't clean enough. They're sitting in fourth. Let's jump into music. BD Brass, third. This is more what I would expect. Music analysis, first in content, fourth in achievement, second overall. So again, there's a story to be told. There's something to be taken away with music analysis. With that content, Marty Griffin loves the content. 9.7, almost perfect. But they have a 9.25 in achievement, second place in music analysis. Crown took that one. And then BD, this is where they always land. Second place in percussion. Second in content, second in achievement, second. Third place in music overall, first place for devs. At Atlanta with a 9.4.050. But holy smokes, the top four is so dang tight. It's just ridiculous. And we could see movement between all these groups. Now, do I think devs are going to get fourth? Not necessarily because it feels like their GE and their design is just 
advanced. And if they can achieve it, they're going to be looking at a top two placement. But people want Boston to win. Boston has a such a deep root of alumni. They hired on these designers in 2017, bringing on the cadets, brass, and music team, uh, Colin McNutt, Ian Moyer with the percussion. Uh, and then they're getting the guard and the overall visual and programming from Old Crown. And it feels like Boston's finally hit a stride with the identity of what they're putting forward. And they've been in that second place area for quite some time right i don't think they've beaten the blue devils overall yet i believe i saw a flow marching article that said devs are undefeated overall because those members show up and perform they are super mature they're treated in a mature way and you can see when they show up they do the thing they're not beat up they're in a hotel rooms finals week they're rehearsing in air-conditioned domed areas where they can balance the core to a dome rather than outside and those little things like look at the differences between each of these sub captions it's tenths different or half tenth differences but it adds up in the end to that final score so that's all just to say this top four to me is highly dynamic and we're going to see a lot of change there i don't see vanguard changing i think vanguard is going to end in that top three area with percussion as they always do. They had a four-peat in percussion before that. But um, I don't know exactly what's going on with that four in, in achievement. I would usually think that would be flipped. Usually their book is sort of, you know, they do their thing, but they play really, really balanced. Um, it seems like here Vanguard is, you know, their percussion writing is amazing, but maybe they're not achieving it. I don't know. I have not seen them other than just a video of their show and a couple lot videos. And I don't make assessments over lot videos too much, um, but I'm definitely excited to check out what they're doing. Top four is going to be such a dogfight. It already is. So that's the story from Atlanta. It's crazy. The subcaptions are just like, it like makes you dizzy trying to understand what it means, but a lot of this is subjective, and that's why I would never – I just don't believe, oh, the judge – it's rigged. It's rigged. It's not rigged. Like these are all judges. They're not even sitting there going like, oh, what did you have them in? Or like they don't even necessarily talk between each group. Now, they don't need to finalize their scores till the end, so once every core goes – the judges are able to go back and wiggle subcaptions and move things around. That's normal. That's how all judging works. Usually at the end of the round, you are able to go back into comp suite and change things around. Um, so there are decisions that are purposely made, but all those individual judging decisions add up to something that you see here in the final score. It's not like they're all like, yeah, Blue Devils are going to win this show. All right, here we go. Like that's just poppycock. So I don't buy it. So that's Atlanta. Absolute mayhem. Let's jump to Nightbeat. So I just want to take a quick gander here at the Nightbeat recap. Devs and Crown, unfortunately, have no numbers for this. They did not go on. In 11th place at Nightbeat, we have Jersey Surf with a 6.7.6. In 10th place, we have Pack Crest with a 7.3.325. In 9th place, we have Troopers with a 7.8.050. In 8th place, we have the Blue Knights with an 8.2.425. 
In seventh place, we have the Crossmen with an 83.050. In sixth place, we have the Colts, shout out, with an 83.5. Cavaliers, four points later, 87.50 in fifth. So there's your huge jump right there. There's so much room in there for all those other cores that aren't at night beat. Then we got Cavaliers, as I said, uh, above the Cavaliers by 1.2-ish is the Cadets with an 88.7. Then we have Vanguard with almost three points above Cadets, 91.575. So I was just discussing the space below and above Vanguard. Clearly, this set of judges felt that Cadets are not on the level Vanguard are at. And Cadets ended up underneath Vanguard. Above Vanguard by 1.2-ish is Bluecoats with a 92.725. And above them, by less than a point, around 8 tenths, is Boston with a 93.550. So I guess this doesn't really count as Blue Devils getting beat by Boston because they didn't perform. They got rained out at the end. But Boston did win the show, so that's got to feel pretty good. So let's focus on kind of the top one, two, three, four, five-ish. I want to look across Cavaliers, see if anything stands out. The only thing that I see that stands out is Perk. They got fourth place in percussion, beating the Cadets by a full... Oh, my Lord. And by the way, this is Mike Leitsky again. We got a few judges that have judged multiple in a row, which I think is is good, actually. Cavaliers got... An 18-1, and the Cadets got a 17-1. So the Cadets got sixth in achievement. Dang. That's got to sting for the Cadets, got to say. Otherwise, the Cavaliers are fifth across the board. A couple subcaptions, but fourth uh, in the percussion is their standout. Let's jump into the Cadets. They are literally fourth across the board, third in brass, fifth in percussion, fourth overall. Let's go to Vanguard. Third across the board effect. Second in Vision Proficiency. So they actually beat Blue in Vision Proficiency. Third in Vision Analysis. Third in Guard. Fourth in Brass. Third in Music Analysis. And first. Oh, there's there's a double Music Analysis caption here. That's really interesting. I wonder why. Anyway. Third in MA1. First in MA2. First in Percussion. So look, that's Mike Leitsky. As I said, previous night has them in third tonight, first in comp, first in achievement, first overall. My question would be, how does Vanguard go? Let's see. No, nah, that makes sense. They they won comp the night before with a 9-4. They won comp tonight with a 9-5. So, like, had a way cleaner read. The comp goes up a tenth. They win percussion. So Mike is not just going, well, Vanguard got third last night in percussion. I got to get third tonight. No. They jump the other two groups for first place. Very, very interesting. That that top area for Perk is just a bloodbath. As It's just every year it just feels like it gets crazier and crazier. So that gives Vanguard third in music and third overall with a 91.575. Let's jump to Blue Coats. GE1, first placed. GE2, second place, first in GE. Vis Proficiency, third place. Vision Analysis, second place. Color Guard, second place, second in Vis. Music, second in Brass, second in third in Music Analysis, second in Percussion. So they went from first to second in Perk, second in Content, third in Achievement, second overall. 
that puts blue coats 92.725. So these things are just flopping every night. It's like these sub captions are just totally dynamic. And then let's end this with Boston, who won night beat. They got second in GE1, first in GE2, second in GE overall. They won Vig proficiency. They won Vig analysis. They won guard. Bam, swept Vig. Story over. They won brass. They won MA1. They got second MA2, and they got third in perk. So Boston has been both at the top and at the, not lower, but I mean third in percussion versus first. So what does this tell you? It means finals week, we're going to be seeing things flipping around in these subcaptions for percussion, but overall so much. And even with Allentown coming up Friday and Saturday, unfortunately Allentown is two nights. So that means it's not exactly appropriate to compare Friday to Saturday, but it is the same panel. So they are somewhat going to be able to evaluate the groups as like a full rank, but you're looking night to night. These are three nights in a row where like, who won or who won percussion or who won like it is just changing. Like we're not seeing like crown one brass every night, Vanguard one drums every night. That's the usual story. To be very honest with you, you expect devs to win GE. You expect crown to win brass. You expect Boston to win guard. Now Boston is winning guard. I think they're undefeated guard. So that's their own thing. But other than that, there's so much shaking up night to night. It restores my faith in the DCI judging community. Now, I do go, unfortunately, on like Flow Marching's Instagram or I go on like DCI's Instagram and I'm like reading people's comments and they're like, this is rigged, like DCI's rigged, like the judges are paid off. That's not how it works. Like take these recaps out and look at how dynamic it is night to night and the way that these subcaptions affect the overall score. And you'll see like, these judges are attempting to make the best calls they can make, and it's very hard because they're they're judging shows that are so advanced and so innovative. They're just trying to keep up with it. So we can't really expect the judges to, like, they shouldn't know exactly what they're going to say before. Like, that would mean it is rigged, right? And it's, it's interesting. Oh, it's rigged. That's just not true. And something that was discussed at the advisory board meeting for WGI was, like, the top design individuals should be more advanced than the judges. The the designers and teachers at the highest level should be telling the judges what is going on, not vice versa. Because if the judges were more advanced than the participants in these very high level groups, we wouldn't be progressing and innovating and we would be asking the judges what we should be doing rather than telling them what we are doing. So that is the philosophy is that those top designers, I know that's like a taboo term now, top designers, but those designers in the Blue Devils, in the Blue Coats, in Boston, in Crown, in Vanguard, in the Cadets, keep going. They are informing the judges, this is the wave, this is where we're going. And it's their job to communicate that. And, and sometimes when it takes too much like actual verbal communication, it means you're missing the mark. But by no means should we expect these judges to be as experienced as the designers because they're not we play different roles the judges are trained to judge and we're trained to teach and design so i don't know i just think it's weird when i read like oh it's rigged like have you watched the shows have you seen them live are you watching lot videos what are you assessing like are you actually assessing it holistically 
Do you understand how the sheets work? Are you looking at recaps? Like I would challenge people who are like frustrated with the way the numbers shake out to realize that these recaps are not just like one, 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 one. If it was all ones across the board, I'd be like, okay, like that's pretty weird, but it's not. It's like so dynamic. It's so different that it tells you they're doing their due diligence. They're, they're really, really trying to be authentic in their reads. So uh, Boston ends night beat with a 93.550. I'm super disappointed that Crown and Devs didn't get to perform, but that's okay um, because we have plenty of opportunities to see these groups coming up. So when I look at the upcoming week of shows, let's see what we have some smaller shows in West Virginia, Wisconsin. Annapolis, Salem, Virginia, the dog show. I really feel the next super notable show is the Eastern Classic at Atlanta. We have these smaller shows. The cores kind of like splinter off for a while. I know Crown is kind of going up Virginia and cores are going into the Midwest and things like that. But then we get into uh, Allentown and Friday night, Allentown. It looks like we got Boston Devs and Blue Coat Square off, which means Saturday night of Allentown. We have those remaining cores. Um, let's see if I can pull this because they're separated. Crown, Cadets, Vanguard, Blue Stars, Cavaliers on Saturday. So um, that's kind of what we're looking at. It is split, unfortunately, which makes it a little bit hard to compare, but I am pretty certain the panels are the same those two nights so it's pretty worth looking at you know the way that the scores shake out night to night but um that's that's what's going down this weekend is Allentown keep a lookout for that don't worry too much about kind of matching up the national ranks once the, the cores go in their different geographical directions they're kind of doing their thing making you know final adjustments or just really digging in to the excellence factor and trying to make sure that their core is healthy that the members are on the field that's insanely important with two weeks left um that the core is on the field so that is a huge priority but it is really a super interesting time to be following these scores and i don't usually kind of compare the recaps in the way that i am on this podcast because i'm usually on the road i'm extremely focused on the percussion and being in percussion meetings and that's where some of the vernacular and some of the understanding of what this all means comes from i by no means am an expert for sure i'm not the most um experienced person but i am someone who has lived in that world i also judge so i feel i have a place to you know, provide my insight or my opinion so that people who are maybe spectators or are members and want to understand what the recaps mean, that they can get a good sense of it. But man, it is so crazy right now. And I don't know who's going to win. I don't know who's going to take what caption. It's very much up in the air. So I think that's good for DCI. We want to see the ability for cores to make waves to see Boston doing what they're doing to see Vanguard in a different place, to see the cadets coming up to see the Cavaliers coming to, these are just changes in the DCI narrative and it makes it fun. If the same core wins every night, we get sick of it. That's why people are like the blue devils. It's rigged. Well, why are they winning every night? I would challenge you to wonder. I would challenge you to look at each show sort of objectively and go, what are they doing? 
from a design standpoint, from a sound standpoint, from all the different things, the technicalities that is making Blue Devils win overall, whereas let's say Boston is winning guard every night. So it's just really interesting, and I'm going to know more once I'm on the road here in three days. I will be able to see some shows live. Allentown, I would like to see as many shows as possible, and maybe we'll even give you a little bit of a a live you know, Instagram, or I'll check in with y'all at some point on the road so that um, I can just give you a little bit more information on where things are headed. But the only way we will really know what's going on is when every single core competes in the same night, in the same venue, with the same panel, and that is going to be round one next Thursday in Indy. So thank you again for checking out That Dan Band Show. If you haven't, please follow me on Instagram at That Dan Band Show. Please subscribe, leave a review, any way you want to engage with the show. Send me DMs on Instagram. Tell me I'm wrong. I love to have conversations with people. I also love to hear from fans who listen to the show. You know, I feel like I'm sitting here just talking into a camera, and I, I don't always realize how many people this reaches. So I just want to say I appreciate everyone checking it out, and I really look forward to seeing how the DCI 22 season shakes out. See you later.